0: What's up, everybody? I'm Danielle.
1: And I'm Rob.
0: Welcome to Streamiverse, a 10-minute podcast rooted entirely in spite.
1: We used to be a podcast about Quibi, but they sent us a cease and desist. So now we talk about everything that streams.
0: Quibi's not the only game in town, honey. We're all stuck at home for the foreseeable future, so let's watch some trash together.
1: Here's what's going on today in the Streamiverse. Well, well, well. (laughs)
0: <laughs> rob how
1: are you Woo, i'm doing so good how are you
0: i'm great i really couldn't be better it's such a beautiful day uh, and it's a beautiful time in our lives i think don't you feel a weight yeah. has been lifted
1: yes the air is just a little bit crisper the uh, my leaves are a little clearer.
0: my crops are growing yes <laughs> wow should we check in uh uh with the original subject of this podcast however how are they doing yeah. a little company called Quibi.
1: we uh we heard some some news today <laughs> and we just had to we just had to get back on the mics i mean and talk all about it
0: that's the thing we know that we've been mia even after promising to record every day for the rest of your lives the thing is is that Quibi was very boring there was not yeah anything to talk about. And then suddenly a deluge. And it really felt like it all happened today. I swear, I went into one meeting at work and it was like, oh, Quibi's having issues. An hour later, I was in another meeting with the same people. Quibi was dead. <laughs> it was over. Dead.
1: It's gone.
0: <laughs> so, wow, what a ride. We Yes, so that's the big news, guys. Quibi is no more. I mean, the app is not completely shut down, right now, but they've made Yet. the decision and they've made it public that they will be shutting down and ending all operations.
1: Katzenberg did a call with all the investors. They tried to sell it. It's not happening. And now he's decided to give the money back to the investors. Whatever little is left. It's it's unclear.
0: 350 million. <clears throat> I think.
1: I think it's 350 million, which is chump change for chump these investors change. at this point. What are they going to do with that? After dumping... after dumping 1.7 billion dollars into a garbage can
0: so rob and i want to look at this uh a couple different angles we want to look at uh the entire ride of quibi which was sort of like what was quibi what what is quibi and what will Quibi be remembered by? The,
1: the funny thing about that is that eighty uh, percent of their target audience still doesn't know.
0: That's I mean that is tough, tough stuff, tough. Rob. That, that
1: stuff is tough. Is tough.
0: Um, I, oh God, I'm in just such a good mood. So we went back and we sort of looked through, you know, the hit, the greatest hits of Quibi. Which started really with their marketing campaign of choosing to, choosing to make Quibi something you did before you died, mm-hmm. um, which ended up being quite ironic.
1: Yeah, isn't it ironic how Quib- quick bites leading to a quick death yeah. <laughs> ended up being their M.O. and probably their legacy? Yeah. It, Everything about the company was quick.
0: It was. I mean, the, the, the app lasted six months.
1: It took two years to build.
0: We kind of—I feel like we definitely went on the record as saying this app was going to be dead by Christmas.
1: We did. Okay. We actually predicted it.
0: Okay. I didn't think dead by Halloween. Honestly, that is quite—that's quite aggressive. But yeah, here we are.
1: Yep. And uh, as quick as everything went and fell, it still felt like watching a train train wreck in slow motion. You just saw the thing barreling down towards the edge of the cliff. And you were screaming, you're trying to tell them what to do, and turn the wheel, hit the brakes. (laughs) Nope. No. They didn't listen.
0: Uh, I mean, I think a big hint that things weren't going well was when uh, reportedly Quibi's subscribers, after the free (laughs) trial, they lost 90% of their subscribers. That's
1: a a significant amount. Yeah, resulting uh, from 5 million downloads, resulting in 76,000 subscribers.
0: And I do recall um, the New York Times interview Katzenberg gave where he slipped up and was like, our shows are getting literally hundreds of views. <laughs> Sorry, I mean, hundreds of
1: views. I, mean, I don't
0: remember if it was hundreds or thousands, It was, but it was something insanely low. And I was saying I this to only... Rob. Yeah, before we started, I really hope... <laughs> Our offer was always to anyone who with inside knowledge at Quibi, our DMs are open and it still exists, even though we're obviously not going to be podcasting about Quibi anymore, but we might make an exception if we get hot goss. If Mm -hmm. their viewership numbers were like, you know, like 17, (laughs) (laughs) then we really, really would appreciate knowing that. Because we just would love to, for our own spite, we would love to confirm the fact that our podcast about Quibby and about Spite did better numbers than Quibby itself.
1: <laughs> I can tell you one thing for sure: our podcast outpaced the Weather Quibby by miles. <laughs> <laughs> I already know that in my heart of hearts. I know that web uh, that Weather Quibby probably got one view per day. Yeah, that's my guess.
0: I, I if that I I don't think people who are working on these shows probably even ended up watching them because it was probably Ooh. a sore spot. Um. Yep. So they tried to sell Quibi mm-hmm. to Apple, to Warner Media, to Facebook, Lord Zuck, and they all said no, thank you. Why would we buy I think this?
1: Snapchat might have even been in there, and nobody wanted wow. it. Wow. Interesting. And, and how could they? Because what are they? What are they even selling? They're That's, selling. <laughs> yeah. They don't own shows. <laughs> They don't own shows. The
0: only thing that would have been more own... yeah, incredible about Quibi is if they actually did manage to sell Quibi. That, whatever company bought Quibi would be the only company on Earth worse than Quibi.
1: <laughs> um, Just burn your money up. That's yeah, exactly. what Quibi would do.
0: They hired a restructuring firm that apparently showed them multiple options. So what do you think they did, Rob? How do you think that combo I went?
1: I, I would have loved to have been in the room for this conversation but I I'm, I'm dead certain that this re- restructuring company came in and they were like you know here's what can happen you can cost cut you can fire a bunch of people you can do low budget content you know and I could just I know that Katzenberg just had visions of <laughs> murder in his mind thinking about that one of my friends actually texted me today, and he was like, "The funniest thing to me about all of this is that Katzenberg 100% hears your voice calling his company a fat pig, waiting <laughs> to be slaughtered in his head."
0: <laughs> well, good. I'm glad that we gave them that uh, thing, something to think to keep them up at night.
1: But but the funny thing is that the restructuring company gave them multiple options and. Out of all of those options, they probably came in and they were like, yeah, you could do this, this and this. But uh, to be honest, you got to shut this thing down.
0: Shut this shit down. (laughs) Kill
1: your babies. You got to kill your babies.
0: I was saying to Rob, I want that job. I want to be the person who tells like some high on their own supply, bloated, either entertainment or tech, bro. Like, you know what? Here's your problem. Your idea sucks. It's bad. (laughs) (laughs) And no one wants it. That's the problem.
1: It's really funny because everybody was telling them that it sucked and they should shut it down for free. But they didn't listen. So they didn't listen <laughs> until they had to pay somebody to do it.
0: Pay me to do and it. you know
1: what they should have done? Yeah, they should have paid us to come in and tell them to shut down.
0: We the gave I mean, let's re- rewind. We gave Cassenberg an option to his face. We said, "Give us money." He did not. He passed. Mhm. Um just want to, uh, also a quick note for people keeping score on Quibi's um, trials and tribulations. They are still in a legal battle with Echo for turnstile. <sighs> oh, my God. So that's still happening. To just add
1: insult to injury.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: They're not even going to own this shit anymore, and they're still going to have to fight it. So, like, so then who's going to, I mean, who's going to buy? you Now you're buying baggage when you buy exactly.
0: You and- just... Well, Turnstile was never. No one ever cared about Turnstile ever, ever. They're not going to sell it. Sorry, Tom Conrad, (laughs) but like that was not something that people were asking for. Um,
1: What do you think Tom's next move is?
0: Tom doesn't care. Tom's rich as hell. He's got blonde wood paneling in his living room. Pardon. Yeah, back to Snapchat. (laughs) Wherever. Tom's a talented guy. TikTok. He's, He's cool. Yeah. He. I'm sure he'd be welcome anywhere with open arms. It's not his fault. Um, I like Tom's Twitter presence, even though he never came on the podcast, maybe he will now that it's over. Um, oh, that
1: would be a great snag. <laughs>
0: yeah. But so <laughs> finally it's over and, um, the announcement was made, I believe our buddy Ben Mullen at wall street journal broke it as he breaks so many amazing stories. He's the best, but, um,
1: Ben really crushed it he, this whole ride. Oh my
0: God. he It was the go-to source like yep. for the breaking freshest news. Other than us, obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um we were number one. But so there is also Kassenberg and Meg Whitman wrote an open letter and posted it, where else? On Medium. Yep. And I, wanna I want to read a couple choice quotes <laughs> from them. Here's number one. Quibi is not succeeding, likely for one of two reasons. Because the idea itself wasn't strong enough to justify a standalone streaming service or because of our timing unfortunately (laughs) we will never know but we suspect it's a combination of the two excuse me oh my god excuse me just they're taking it there's just no way for us to know they're taking it to the grave they will not just admit no this is a bad idea
1: they knew- After all this, God. they're sitting there and going, "Well, I guess we'll never know." <laughs> <laughs> After all this, so how hard many to people tell. need to scream at you through the internet <laughs> for it's you to get? It's hard to
0: tell, but I think it might. No, I think it might be both, though.
1: <laughs> you know, every streaming service on the planet skyrocketed during the pandemic, but ours just—it must—it's got to be the pandemic.
0: Yeah, it's because people weren't watching things more during. the a stay at home period.
1: They were too busy fighting COVID.
0: Yeah. Um, I also wanted to say in this Medium post. Also, is this the way they let the company know that they were shutting down? I hope not. Because there's like there
1: must have been an internal email or something.
0: I really hope so, because this is brutal. But um but they shouted out <laughs> their advertisers in this open letter. Mm-hmm. They were like they're like We worked with talented creators, amazing tech people, and the 10 best advertisers in the world. And I'm just like, yeah, you guys suck. Like, who cares about the advertisers? Give me a break. No one's watching for advertisers. People hate ads. (laughs) Like, what are you talking about?
1: Even as they're writing a Medium article talking about the death of their company, they're still bragging. About right. superficial bullshit that nobody cares about.
0: Exactly. Like who's reading this and being like, oh thank God. They gave the brands a shout out. <laughs> like <laughs> what the hell? Why like
1: Oh boy.
0: They're so they're trying they're still gonna try to sell the technology and the content.
1: Good luck with that. <laughs> Good luck.
0: They're returning the three hundred and fifty million to investors. <laughs> the Sorry. investor like if I was an investor of Quibi, I would want to delete it. I would hire there's like a company you can hire to scrub your internet presence. I would hire them mm. to scrub the fact that I invested in Quibi. This is embarrassing. It's just so
1: it's just so incredibly fascinating how they had every everything on paper. Mm. You know? They had all the big investor names. They had all the big advertisers. They had all the big the stars, celebrities. Yeah. They had the big they had the big CEO and founder names. They had the top talent coming from engineering and and from marketing. And it just doesn't matter how much money you put into it and how flashier names are whatever. A bad idea is a bad idea. And you can see it clear as day from a mile away. Mhm. Maybe even on the bay.
0: <laughs> That's what I'll say. Um, unless if you live, I mean, is this, I don't know if it's Hollywood brain or what, or if it's just Katzenberg Whitman, Whitman brain, who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, a light side note, and we talked about this all the time on the podcast, you just brought it up, but like every day as I look at Twitter and as more stuff happens, uh, uh, in this pandemic, we're like, we're not seeing movies and we're not really getting much new TV show content. Like we're gonna, sooner or later, we're gonna run out of like narrative scripted, high production value TV content. Every day, celebrities become more and more useless. And I'm talking about Mm -hmm. like actors um, and and show their asses a little bit more. I'm thinking specifically in this time (laughs) period and this week, Chris Pratt and like all of the people who play Avengers being yeah. absolute psychopaths on Twitter and Instagram. And it's just another example of how these people are so out of touch.
1: They're so out of touch.
0: And so irrelevant. <laughs> yeah. And as we go further and further where we're not seeing movies, so they're, they're truly useless to us because they're not starring mm-hmm. in new films that we're going and seeing or in TV. Yeah. So they're just becoming more and more like untethered from reality. because why do i care about what robert downey jr thinks about a twitter beef (laughs) or like it's not even beef it's like it's a stupid twitter poll that is just fun people having fun and then suddenly every avenger has to uh issue a statement about how chris pratt is a great man (laughs) like give me me a cringe. It's cringe, yeah. but you know who's really happy right now? Oh, Chris poor Chris. Cat.
1: He can't handle it.
0: Yeah, but he's probably psyched <laughs> because now people are talking about this instead of him. Anyway. Uh, it's just, uh,
1: you know, Danielle, I called it. I did. About what? I remember. I remember. This is my favorite thing to do is to call out how all I, I made all these right predictions.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. I remember.
1: I remember. All I remember, like I think it was like somewhere during the pandemic. I mean, our whole podcast was during the pandemic. But I was like, I was like, this pandemic is the death of Hollywood, and Mm. the new Hollywood is Gen Z. Yeah,
0: the TikTokers. Hell yeah, I know. You know, I love that. (laughs) I love,
1: I love these funny ass people on TikToks more than I've ever been enamored by any celebrity. I just don't care about celebrities at all. Totally, that's where we're at. I mean, I'm someone, I've
0: done a total 180. I loved celebrities, but more yeah. and more, they just, I said, be out of touch. Like, They're they really weaker. live in a different planet. <laughs> and even the ones that you thought were okay, like Mark Ruffalo, suddenly mm-hmm. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> what is yeah. wrong with you? This, you know who They're the weird. smartest celebrity actor is on the planet? Who? Jennifer Lawrence, because she doesn't have any social media. She doesn't show her ass on any of this shit. She comes up, does she comes does a great job in the movies. Like, d- sends out one tweet where she's like, "I'm voting Democrat," and then she leaves. <laughs> like that's <laughs> <it>. <laughs> so We don't see her. Her. We don't hear from her. It's great. Anyway, um, just wanted to call out a couple other little fun uh, quotes. This is from the New York Times piece about Quibi shutting down. Quibi is going to go down as a case study at Harvard Business School on what not to do when launching a streaming service. Bam!
1: And Streamyverse is going to go down as a case study as well.
0: <laughs> as what to do after getting- a <laughs> How see- to
1: launch a podcast. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, how to deal after getting a season and desist. Um, and then, yeah, they they also, the New York Times also made a point to reference the fact that the advertising campaign was about characters featuring. Facing imminent death, which is what Quibi did. A couple little things we wanted to say. We never saw the Spielberg show that was supposed to only come on when it was dark out. I'm very upset Mm -hmm. with that. That never got released. And then there was like a live dating show they were supposed to be doing that we're never going to see.
1: That I was legitimately excited for and I thought might be a turning point for Quibi to do some sort of like live interactive content. And we never got it.
0: I mean, they would never have been able to pull off. Danielle's
1: shrugging and and rolling her eyes at me right now.
0: Well, just because they couldn't pull off a non-live streaming service. Live is like a million times harder. So why would they ever be able to do that? Um,
1: God damn.
0: So really, you know, RIP uh, sending love and light to our friends of the pod, like Steve Mallory and... um, Aqua Donkeys. <laughs> and,
1: uh, Nick Christ. Nick uh, Wesley.
0: Yeah, totally. You know, our hearts are with you, but I think they're all such pros and they're probably doing a million other things anyway, so this isn't really skin off their yeah. back.
1: They're going to be fine.
0: That's why I feel fine laughing about this stuff is I really think that most of the people involved are going to be able to find work. It's not a big deal. It's mostly just yeah. hilarious to laugh at Jeffrey and Meg.
1: Yeah. I mean, the, I feel like the only real real losers in all of this were Katzenberg and Meg Mm -hmm. because everybody else, they came in, it was a cash grab. They got their money and you know, they got big money. Yeah. And now I don't know if they're getting severance, but they should. But if they are good for them,
0: exactly. And Um, they'll move
1: on. But I wonder, (laughs) I wonder how they're going to feel about Quibi being on their resume. (laughs)
0: I mean, it's Hollywood. You know, Mel Gibson still stars in movies and he's like a racist, bigoted piece of shit who I'm pretty <laughs> sure like was violent towards his wife or something. So if oh, he's God. still getting to star in a family movie with um, Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg, I'm pretty sure all these people will be able to get work.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, that's Hollywood, Ugh. baby. Anyway. Where yep. what about what what about Meg and J Katz? Where do they go from here?
1: Well <laughs> it's that is a good question. I'm I'm honestly fascinated to know what their next move is. I mean, if I were them, I would probably just retire. But you know that they're not oh, gonna no. No, no, Katzenberg no. would never. Meg would never. They are they're too ego driven exactly. to just stop now. They're not gonna let this be their last hurrah.
0: The real question um, is like, where are they going to fail up to? I saw it was making the rounds on Twitter that Meg is being considered for a cabinet position in the Biden administration. Oh my God. This woman, this woman <laughs> did not, did <laughs> apparently never voted for 28 years and then ran as a Republican in California. He flopped at Hewlett Packard, she flopped at eBay, she flopped at Quibi. Let's not forget one of my favorite quotes, okay, of the whole Quibi debacle was Meg mm. saying that she didn't watch TV or content, <laughs> and her favorite thing to watch was a Grant biopic on the History Channel. She said she wasn't really much of an entertainment person. She's running an entertainment app. What the hell? Oh,
1: my God. It hurts me.
0: Anyway, I'm really excited for her it to be the fucking secretary of state or whatever. <laughs>
1: Um, i feel like she should oh god i feel like she should like run a like a i don't fucking know <laughs> i don't I feel know like she should become the ceo of easy pass <laughs>
0: <laughs> what the hell is easy
1: pass <laughs> oh, is like, like the tag thing you put on your car to like pay tolls when you go through like interstates or whatever yeah
0: she should she should become Fuck the off. ceo of something just like
1: Something boring. Yeah,
0: extremely lame, like that. (laughs) Xerox. She should go
1: become the CEO of Xerox. Innovate the. Go disrupt the the printing world.
0: Yeah, the CEO of umbrellas. Go disrupt umbrellas, Um, guys. And then Katzenberg. What is Katzenberg? I have
1: no idea where he goes from here. He left DreamWorks. It's in the past. This was his big bet. Like, like, where is there left for him to go?
0: He's going to produce like
1: one-off next. movies.
0: Yeah. Is he gonna that's what he one-off movies?
1: Or is he going to go like work for some tech company at a streaming service? You know, like, like what's going to happen?
0: Yeah. He should he's go back a, to his roots of, of just making movies.
1: Like, is he going to go work at Netflix? Like he's, he's outdated now.
0: He is. And, it's, and like, this proven. should be, I mean, this should be a scarlet letter, but it's not going to be. Someone's going to be willing to cut him a check, which is
1: I don't, I don't. Sad. I honestly have no, I have no predictions. I can't predict what the heck is going to happen to him. But this is a, this is when people look back on their legacies. Woo, boy! I mean, this is a tough one for him.
0: Welcome to the class of um of famous flops. Quibi joins the the ranks of Firefest, Juicero. MoviePass, Theranos, and Nikola. What's that? That that's the car.
1: It's this. Yeah, it's like it's like this electric car company that like said they were making an electric truck and just like basically lied about the whole thing. It was a total <laughs> fraud. They they like pulled it up a hill on a rope or something in a video <laughs> to fake that it worked. Good so, lord.
0: Like, Quibi isn't technically fraud. I guess it's more just such a flop of an idea and a flop of an execution. Um, what Here's what Quibi wants their legacy to be. They wanted it to be like turnstile. Holy moly. You can now turn your phone and watch things landscape and horizontal um, or landscape and vertical. And then um, they did. I mean, wow. They won some Emmys.
1: <laughs> wow. We really made really good 10 minute videos that beat out all the, the really competitive 10 minute video market. And we really paid all of
0: those application fees to be considered nominees for Emmys. Cause you know, all award (laughs) shows are fucking scams anyway. Yep. And then they really, Oh yeah, this one, they really want their legacy to be like, Oh, Libby was trying to bridge the gap between the entertainment and tech world.
1: (laughs) Quibi will be the revival of the celebrity after celebrities have died. <laughs> like,
0: that's what they nope. want. That's what they wish. Ugh, that's what they, that's what like what helps them go to bed at night as they worked on this. They were like, our legacy is going to be so cool. No, you know what they're is- actually going to be remembered for having $1.7 billion to make an app that didn't last a year. <laughs> that 72,000 people downloaded. <laughs> What's the cost per user? <laughs> like, what is that? I, think, like, I feel like we probably calculated that this.
1: Is, we should have calculated it. <laughs> I think oh we did
0: God. in in a previous episode. I think we we tried to, <laughs> but um, it's pretty expensive. <laughs> you might as well have just it's... bought everyone, like, a car. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, the other legacy is probably talented creators and employees wasting a year of their lives. And now they don't have jobs. So that's too bad.
1: I think everyone will just remember Chrissy Teigen starring.
0: Starring Chrissy Teigen.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That was like throughout one of all this. I think one of my favorite moments was when we started the Discord and, like, everybody piled in and everyone was going crazy, like, in the chat, it was just popping off. And then all of a sudden, someone comes in and it's like Jeffrey Katzenberg (laughs) has entered the chat. And everyone's like, oh my God, it's Jeffrey, it's Jeffrey. And he's, like, spouting off show ideas and he's like, cops, Chrissy Teigen stars. (laughs) Dogs without borders, Chrissy Teigen stars.
0: (laughs) Oh my God those were those were the good days the good old days yeah i will uh, say like yes quibi's legacy here's the thing you can't talk about quibi's legacy without also talking about our legacy streamiverse which is i think we'll all agree a much more fun legacy um we have now officially outlasted quibi (laughs) Mm -hmm. um as a as a piece of entertainment. I mean, I don't, again, I don't know when they shut down for good, but we can just make an episode after they do um, and -hmm. easily do that. (laughs) Then uh, let's really give it up for the listeners and fans of this podcast. Thank you all so
1: much. Yeah. I know we like so blown away. Like I was thinking about it today because like everybody came out of the woodwork and was like, "We we need an episode. Where are you guys? What's going on? And I'm just like, I thought back on like the whole journey. Mm. If we if we want to get real and emotional here, <laughs> do we want to do that? Should we get sentimental?
0: Please. I'm
1: just so blown away at how supportive and like awesome all of our listeners and fans were this whole time. From the minute that the the cease and desist article came out, everybody was cheering us on supporting us saying fuck quibi they were in the reviews on the app store telling everybody to fuck off (laughs) you know yeah and you they've just been nothing but positive and supportive the whole way all the way to today where they're still cheering us on and we freaking love you guys
0: oh my god so much love i i mean one thing i'll just say is you know the listeners of this podcast are so funny like, that's yeah. the thing is the, the the fans, the listeners are genuinely funny, which not all, you know, you can't choose your your family and you can't choose like what your fans or listeners are like. And thank God ours yeah. are like very amusing, very smart yeah. and um, clearly deranged as us because they <laughs> have listened to this <laughs> and enjoy it. And um, yeah, they, they really piled on and showed that, like, don't mess with the little guys.
1: Yeah. Um, and it's not just like they're fans; it's just like we're on the group chat together. We're fucking around. Yeah, everybody's witty. They're sharp. No, they, totally. The memes are off the charts, hilarious. So
0: good, so creative. Like everyone, yeah. these people should have all had comedy
1: shows. <laughs> um, and like, as much as as much as like this podcast is like a lot of work and a lot of time dedicated to it, it's just been so much fun. And like you know considering the whole pandemic and everything that happened, this podcast brought so much joy and positivity into my life. Same. Through, like the darkest time the world has ever seen.
0: Yes.
1: It got me through lockdown. It got like, everybody was so funny and so supportive. It was just like, every day was fun waking up. Like, what are we going to do next? What are we going to hear next? What tweet and are we going to talk through, about?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. It got me through the whole pandemic as much as like people liked listening to it. We loved making it that much. And it was just such a great experience. And like, what a great time in my life. It was just, I'll never forget it. I'm going to tell my kids about it. It's going to be hilarious.
0: (laughs) I totally agree. And you you hit it on the head. Like, what a dark, dark, dark period that we started doing this podcast during. And um, the fact that, yeah, every day, like my phone was lighting up with hilarious things that brought me joy and yes, it was shitting on Quibi, but, <laughs> but you know what? You got to take your laughs where you can get them. And these were some very big laughs. So, you know, yeah. I'm in that way. I'm kind of grateful to Quibi, um, yeah. but I just, yeah. But if, if that's the legacy for us, like what a time capsule this podcast will be. Um, yeah. And let's, let's all just remember that, Streamyverse is powerful, and it's powerful because it's fueled by the most potent force in the world, and that force is spite.
1: Never forget, spite is the most powerful force in the universe, and we can do all things through spite, which strengthens us.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) I just want any listener to think about anything that's grinding you down, anything that's making you mad or upset, or anyone who's trying to, like... Step to you, just remember to tap into your spite the way we did, and you will emerge yeah. all powerful.
1: <laughs> oh, and I think with that, I think we have solidified our legacy as the most powerful podcast in the universe and the history of time.
0: Thank you all so much. <laughs> Long live Streamiverse!
1: <laughs> Long live Streamiverse. Oh, shoot. We ran out of time.
0: But don't worry. We'll be back every weekday for the rest of your lives.
1: To see how this conversation ends, tune in next time on Streamyverse.
0: And don't forget to rate, subscribe, and share with your favorite stream millionaires.
1: See you in the Streamy.